I'm John from Game Life Balance US, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness commences in 3, 2, 1. The Oregon Trail rides on again. Is Thanos really that bad a guy? Macintosh versus Hackintosh, and much more. So grab your spoons, because the soup is served. All right, yeah, welcome to Digital Soup, the only podcast directed by Tommy Wiseau. Oh, no. (laughs) You're the only one. Googling that in the room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everybody else tried to get him, but we got him. That's right. The disaster (laughs) artist himself directing Digital Soup. Have you guys seen that? I have not seen it. (laughs) Either of the I haven't either, no. I have watched many of clips, though, on uh, YouTube. And his acting... uh, How do you describe it, Dave? Um, Non-existent? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one way. Yeah, Definitely it's, it's, one to watch. It's pretty bad. I have to watch it just because it's one of those movies you got to watch it just because it's there. It sounds like uh, a candidate for super reviews. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it would be. <laughs> Although it has nothing. It's I don't know. Is it? It's not techy. It's not geeky. It's not. I don't know. It's well, just there's no stipulations. It's a cult classic kind of a film where people, some people, just love this thing. It's so bad. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we do have to watch this also, Tom, each of us, so we could talk a little bit about it. But Naturally. Yeah, with the disaster artists being out and everything, I thought, hey, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, actually, the reason why I mention it, and uh, I don't know if you guys seen it or not, on YouTube right now, it's trending on YouTube. It was probably like the eighth or ninth uh, video down where Tommy uh, Wiseau is being the Joker. I have not oh, seen that. Oh, I think I saw, I didn't watch the video, but I saw the headline come up oh, or the thumbnail. You, he, he is horrible, Adam and Dave. You have to watch hmm. it. I um, mean, he's reciting lines from the show and just acting all stupid. And the whole time, right. he's holding a Joker's card in his hand. <laughs> nice. Awesome. We watched, uh, with my youngest, I watched the other night, the 89 Batman with uh, Keaton. Nice. Okay. And I've got to say, as much as I have a soft spot for that movie, because it was like the first <laughs> big screen Batman I ever saw, mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't hold up. I mean, it <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nicholson is amazing as the Joker. But Batman sure. himself is so stiff and so like there's yep. a scene where yeah, Vicky he can't vale, turn his head. Yeah, I mean Vicky Vale is running, he saves her, they're running down the street, and she's outrunning Batman by a wide margin. <laughs> and and he's <laughs> shuffling really? along and it's like this little old man shuffle and you can see he can't move his neck or head or anything, and his arms are moving kind of awkwardly and oh, wow. the way they do like supposed to be the high speed chase with the the Batmobile. And he shoots the grappling hook out onto the, um, like a light post or whatever to spin around that corner because he's going so fast. And it's like these cars are going like 15 miles an hour. I mean, <laughs> you can tell they're they're just not moving fast. They try to speed up the film a little bit. It, mm. it it was kind of a bummer. It didn't hold up as well as I remembered. That's mm-hmm. okay. Well, I you know what I do have to say my favorite Batman though out of all of them it has to be Christian Bale. I think he did the best job. Maybe it was just because of the movies. I like the Dark Knight series. It's a great yeah. movie. 
I didn't but like I, his voice, but well, yes, his voice. Yeah, I understand that a little bit. But overall, I think he did. <laughs> Don't tell you me know, what I like. It reminds me gra- of that. Granted, guy. he's no Clooney, but I still thought yeah. he did a great job. <laughs> that voice when you just did it there reminded me of the guy that does the Bat Dad. You've seen him? Oh on, yeah, yeah. On, oh yeah. On YouTube. <laughs> those are hilarious. I, I've wanted to do those with my kids for so long, but well, my wife won't let me. As Jason failed to mention, I'm Adam, and with us as always is also usually Dave, who's consistently here. Um, <laughs> That's me. And speaking of nostalgic things from back in the '80s, Target is selling a new handheld Oregon Trail game. What? Yep. It's it's. Uh, and when I say '80s, I don't mean like Oregon Trail from the '80s because that's older. I mean like the the old Tiger handheld games, mm-hmm. little plastic game thing. Uh, looks like a is is this a Target exclusive by the looks of it? It is. Yes. Um, the game itself is the entire old Oregon Trail game. Kids today are going to be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And <laughs> all of us that grew up playing Oregon Trail, which was like the highlight of your day in school, I almost might buy this because it just looks awesome. Back in the old Apple II uh, days, that's what we all played these on. Uh, maybe on PCs. Did anybody play it on PCs? I didn't. I was all Apple no. IIe. Yep, yep, Apple. Back in the day. I mean, this game... You know, I don't know if it was because, hey, we're playing a game in school and we thought we were getting away with something and it was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> I have not played this out of school, so I don't know if it's going to be like, oh, my God, this is like the most horrible thing ever. But I do uh, I do remember enjoying this game a lot, getting a lot of dysentery. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it actually says that on the front of the box. Oh, does it? You have died of dysentery, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I tried use, doing uh, running Oregon Trail on my Windows 98 machine back when I was in college, and I remember it was everything went so so fast because they didn't scale it back because of the CPU <laughs> speed. So like the uh, the the oxen pulling the cart was like grr, grr, you know from one stop to the next, you could just <laughs> rifle through the game. This is kind of cool though because this console looks really retro, but they've also got all the buttons you would need for the hunting, which is one of the best parts. Even though you could only bring 100 pounds of meat and you shoot a 400 pound buffalo several deer and some rabbits um oregon trail is a classic it's timeless yeah and you take a look at that i mean the uh keys and everything look like they were ripped right off of that apple IIe. it's it's maybe it's a really did. really cool design yeah it might be they might have went into some junkyards and grabbed a whole bunch well it's it's interesting too looking at this article you guys linked up here it looks like this is actually out on ios as well it came out a little while back yeah, um, I think it's been on uh, several different things yeah, here. But it uh, sounds like what they're what they're making here with this port is actually kind of a a port of the. Um, am I seeing this right? Port of the iOS handheld version. Oh, so it's not even the original. I, I don't know because I'm I'm looking at at this website and it's kind of confusing as to what they're saying. But either way, I mean, it looks like the only thing they change is really just kind of modernize the graphics just a little bit, but. I mean, still well, a great game and, and a great way to teach some history for kids too. I think the gimmick here. I mean, if you look really closely at the at the uh, the product, mm-hmm. is really is modeled after the old Apple II. Yeah. In in fact, uh, reading a little closer here, there's even a to turn it on. You press in the the fake floppy disk. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> so the entire thing is like a beige box. It's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, looks like the company making this or the manufacturer is called Basic Fun. Hmm. Um, they're a subsidiary of the Bridge Direct. Founded in 2009, it says, according to Polygon.com, that the company's already producing licensed products for Hasbro, Disney, including some Star Wars stuff, and they own the Kinex brand. Hmm. Um, they also bring the handheld versions of Pac-Man, Cubert, Asteroids, and Frogger. Well, I hope they come out with Oregon Trail 2 if this one takes off. Oh, yeah. I mean, or, did you guys ever play Odell Lake? I did. No, yes. that doesn't sound familiar to me. 
Oh, that one was cool too. How about number chompers? Yep, number oh, munchers yeah. and word munchers. A munchers, both. that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> and all these games that were just awesome when we we're in school because, like I said, we're getting away. We're playing some games. And this, I don't think any of us would sit down though, really, and play one of these. Oh, I would totally. I I might or Oregon Trail. I might. I mean. And they're not that expensive, 20, 25 bucks, is it? Yeah, and if you go to Target.com right now, it's buy one, get one 50% off. So buy two of them, yeah. Two Oregon trails and die of dysentery twice. Mm. I'm going to ford the river, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of mobile mobile apps, looks like there was over 150 Android apps that tried to infect phones with Windows malware. Because that works well. It um, does, yes. <laughs> who wants to take this one? I could take it because I guess I put it up there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just an interesting article here. Uh, now, don't don't anybody get frightened here, all right? Yes, <laughs> 150 different Android apps in the Android Google Play Store were infected with Windows malware. But that means absolutely nothing to you because yep. it's not going to do anything. And no, this wasn't some stupid... You know, um, you know, hacker trying to you know take down a whole bunch of Android phones. It just so happened that these <laughs> apps were created on Windows systems that had malware, and it just you know piggybacked onto the app oh, and then onto the app store. So it won't do anything to your Android phone. You're perfectly fine. But it is it is kind of funny. Well, I, I guess yeah. not funny, but kind of uh, eye opening. I should say that uh, something like this could actually happen because what if isn't eye opening a new Apple product? It is. <laughs> what it does For all those is unboxing uh, videos. <laughs> Where's my rim shot noise? <laughs> no, what I was going to say for eye opening was what it is. It's a new uh, alarm that you have on your iPhone, and actually, this little arm comes out with these <laughs> tweezers, and it pulls your eyelids up. Hmm. Awesome. Hope you don't yep. roll over fast and stab your eye out. <laughs> That'd be bad. We're a couple of accidents during testing, but you know that's what beta's for, right, guys? <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. We need these to be sharper, Johnson. Get to it. Um, like Jason mentioned, the there's no cross issues here with the uh, you know something that's programmed to take it to do an exploit on a Windows machine. Not going to work on your Android. Not to mention the sites that this is trying to send you to were all blocked by uh, the majority of DNS back in 2015. So it's really quite harmless. But it just goes to show you that uh, this stuff can sneak in anywhere. Yeah, and these developers are probably feeling like idiots. Oh, man, we're working on infected systems. Pfft, who's going to buy my stuff now? <laughs> buy my <Exactly>. book. <laughs> it's hard to believe there's any malware in the Google Play Store. <laughs> this there is isn't. nuts. What, what, what are you saying? They're getting hit by uh, malware all the time? I don't think <laughs> Anybody so. Anybody can build an app. I can't. I'm, I'm an idiot. We should build a, a, an official digital soup app. <sighs> yeah, I thought Adam was working on that. That does something cool. Like, what could we have it do? Give us dysentery? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be awesome. Jeez, what did Terry ever do to you guys? You're all dissing him. <laughs> uh, wow. It, wasn't he the guy from the old Spice commercials? Terry Crews? Terry Crews? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be dissing Terry. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick his butt. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, nothing to worry about, people. Nothing to worry about. Yep. But speaking of worrying. infections, infections oh. um, I do have ringworm. <laughs> oh, Oh, really? I just gagged no, I a little. I thought you said ring, so I just went with ring. Okay. Oh. And Dave, I you gotta, think you of... gotta remember that sound clip. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the editor, so you know I forgot it already. Oh, sure. <laughs> now, as uh, some people know on this 
uh, podcast here. That, um, I am kind of the Apple. I'm not going to say fanboy because it's not like I, you know, Apple and only Apple. I mean, I use everything, but Much I more do. More of a fan girl. Yeah, fan girl. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm wearing my uh, skirt right now. My little uh, Hello Kitty skirt. Can you picture me in a Hello Kitty skirt? Do it right now, guys. Oh, oh my gosh. What? Oh, come on. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, oh, come on, guys! I'll be working out. <laughs> Just pictured that. That was a rough, uh, rough go of it for a Sunday oh. night. Oh, jeez! Oh, <laughs> oh, you just came too? He passed out for a little bit. <laughs> now, it was so, like I entered into some kind of strange, like nightmare. third dimension. I know we're already in three dimensions, but you know what I mean. <laughs> some other dimension. Ah. It would be kind of okay. cool to be 2D because then we could go like right underneath the door. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, I could right finally be Except skinny. for on a windy day, it'd kind of suck. <laughs> finally be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Only if... Yeah. The, <laughs> never mind. In two dimensions, we're all thin. If you turn sideways. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, let's get back on track here. So anyways... Um, I've had several Apple computers, nothing super high-end because, well, Apple didn't make anything super high-end, really, except if you hit the Mac Pro and uh, the really high iMacs. Uh, so I had, let's see, I had a two or three iMacs, all Core 2 uh, duos, pretty low-end there. And I had a Mac Mini 2007, which had a Core 2 duo, and then a Mac Mini 2010, which had an i5, uh, boy, I can't remember what the... The actual processor was in it, but an i5. So anyways, I mean, we've all talked about the Apple tax before. And yes, I know we discussed it a few episodes ago that the Apple tax is really not that bad anymore. Is that like a thumbtack shape with like an Apple shape on it? Oh, exactly. And man, you put it on your seat and you sit on it, you're going to have uh, Apple ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is, that why you need, is, is that why you need Apple bottom jeans? Exactly. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Apple bottom jeans. We should do a promo for that. I heard that they boot with the fur. Uh, <laughs> cricket, cricket. <laughs> well, let's just keep, keep that. One of these days, we're gonna see how long the silence can last. <laughs> was, All right, let's 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 jump back on track here. So, anyways, I wanted a low cost but fairly powerful Mac, and you just even the resale value of Macs is. Is crazy. It's not like the PC where you could buy a $35,000 PC and in six months you can sell that to somebody for $250. These hold their value for some reason. And it's it's not that it's not that they're these older systems are powerful, but they they just I guess it's the Apple name or whatever. It just they 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 maintain their value better than any other electronic device I've ever seen in my life. So anyways, I wanted to save some bucks. And what I did was I actually created my very first Hackintosh last year. And I called it Hackintosh 2017. Pretty mm. catchy title, huh, guys? Clever. <laughs> and what I did is I did some research. Um, I didn't really want to build it from scratch because you really have to make sure that you find the correct processor, the correct motherboard, RAM, because... Mac OS is only made to work on Mac hardware. And actually, in the user agreement, which I have broken by doing this, says that you will only install this on authorized Apple hardware. So what you have to do to kind of trick it is not only do you have to use a modified version of Mac OS, but you also have to use hardware that is compatible with it. You can't just throw anything at it. I looked online and I did some Google searches, went to some great sites, uh, which I'll mention here in a second, 
but I wanted to find a retail system that was the most Mac OS compatible. And HP, amazingly enough, HP is that brand. I mean, there's lots of brands out there, but for my very first one, I chose the HP 6300 Pro. It had a quad-core i5, uh, 3470 CPU, uh, had integrated uh, you know, Intel HD 2500, 4 gigs of RAM, and a 250-gig hard drive. Now, let me stop right there for a second, because I know we've, we're going to have some listeners that are going to be wondering, like, okay, all of this specs and tech talk is going over my head. So with that HP system, let's let's give them a little bit of a reference as to what type of machine that is. Are we talking about uh, an HP computer you'd buy at, say, Walmart or Best Buy, Target, something like that? Actually, these were business machines. Okay, so um, this su- is surprisingly enough, this was this was a line that was sold. I, I think you could buy them probably at Best Buys and stuff too, but these were specifically made uh, as business machines, not just for the general public. This is why there's so many out there right now and why people are using them is because as these companies upgraded, they sold these in huge allotments and people picked these up and were reselling them because because of their specs, because of how Mac OS friendly they were. These were the go-to. And I mean, just thousands of thousands of these have been sold and turned into Hackintoshes. And I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yes, I believe you could buy them. I mean, they're they're selling on Amazon right now. You, they're all used because this is an older, an older system. Right. But Amazon has them. You can get them off of eBay, etc. Uh, I don't think you could buy these new anywhere right now. Okay. So jumping back, what I did was I then did some upgrading. Uh, I did some research because I, I I couldn't just leave it at that. That is. You know, integrated graphics, Ugh. <laughs> a, a, a spinning hard drive, Ugh. four gigs of RAM. Are you serious? Is this uh, 1922? Okay. <laughs> I know that's that's very Speaking silly. Speaking of dysentery. It has to be at least 25, right? Uh, <laughs> so what I did was I uh, upgraded it to the max that motherboard would handle, which was uh, 16 gigs. I installed a Zotac GT710, two gigs of RAM. Now, the reason why I went with this, because this is not a gaming machine. I was just going to use this for production and I didn't need anything that could game but this was highly recommended because it was so Mac compatible hmm. and I also picked up uh, just a, a small 120 gig SSD uh, to house Mac OS and some of my most used programs and then I used that 250 gig hard drive that you know did come with it as just like my backup drive sure I spent right around four hundred dollars on this and now it did take a lot of trial and error and a lot of help from a couple of websites I'm going to mention right now. Insanely Mac is one of them, insanelymac.com, and Tony Mac x86, and I believe it's Tony Mac x86.com. Toby Mac? With, they are the, yes, go I was going to say, with those two websites, why don't you, in case we've got listeners that are looking to do this, why don't you go ahead and add them to the show notes? Uh, I definitely so will. So they can see I would that. Do that. Now, Tony Mac, I used a lot more because. Uh, this is this is what is so amazing about this. They had a step by step guide for this exact model of HP to go and make it a Hackintosh. I mean, this is literally it. It, it you say, okay, download this driver, this driver, change this setting, this setting, create your uh, you know your installation device using this, 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 and it just walked you through. And I'm not going to say it's easy. It, it's not easy because you're going to run into some issues. But this has got to be one of the most easiest, quote, hack, unquote, things you can do <laughs> because it was literally a step. I felt like a script kitty. It was so easy. Like a what? Uh, a script kitty. A, a person that can't 
write the code themselves, but they can utilize the heck out of that code. Oh, okay. That they're called script mm-hmm. kitties, and that's basically what little, I little anyways, lingo that I didn't know about. It was yeah. sorry. I created this system. It works fantastic. I loved it. Used it for what about four months or so. Did all my uh, digital soup, you know, all this uh, editing, everything on it. I loved it, but I always want more power. You know, you know, like uh, Tim Allen would say. So let's fast forward to about a month ago. <laughs> about a month ago, I started researching on a more powerful system. Oh. And lo and behold, it's another HP. Because I, I don't want to create... You can create these, like I said before. You can buy all the parts like you do with a Windows machine and put it together yourself. But you, every part that you do, you have to get uh, different CACSs in... Th- this is confusing for people who have never been in the Apple world, but what a KEX is, think of it like a driver. It stands for kernel extension. And the kernel is the brain, the base of Mac OS, and kernel extensions are drivers that get all the different components to work. But in the Mac world, you don't call it a driver. You call it a kernel extension, <laughs> uh, or KEX for short. Don't call it a kernel. I, did, I didn't think yeah. Apple's had kernels. Uh, yes, uh, he's... Yeah, aren't they seeds? There's been so many different kernels out there that, uh, you know, an apple would be the best kernel. <laughs> I'm talking My, about Sanders. It was a dumb joke anyway. I was, was going to go with a Sanders joke myself. Yeah, okay. So I chose the HP 8300 Elite. So this jumps up to four... Uh, the, oh, uh, the other one was a quad core, but it only had four threads also. So it was a quad core, four core, four thread. I jumped up to an i7-3770, which is a four-core, eight-thread processor, which, you know, awesome. Yeah. And because I wanted this to be my everyday runner, I mean, this this is the machine. I have now, my last gaming high-end system is now only my Plex server. <laughs> That's it. I've, I, I put Windows, uh, I put a smaller SSD in it, and I went and installed Windows, and it has Windows and Plex Media Server, that is it. So that's all that is. And what I did was I purchased two 480-gig PNY SSDs. And you're going to say, well, why did you purchase two? Well, since it is my everyday runner, I'm dual booting Mac OS High Sierra mm. and Windows 10 Pro. And it is a thing of beauty. Now, it was very tricky getting this one set up because of doing the you know, the two operating systems and halfing, halfing. Why do I always say halfing? Can I say having? I don't know. It's kind of, Can I use kind of the like word robot? having? Yep. Robot. And uh, robot. Uh, photography. I, photography. I have my own lingo. I, I'm thinking about I'm going to make up uh, a dictionary, a Jason dictionary. And it's going to it's gonna have my word and then say what the real word is. <laughs> <laughs> but so I installed uh, Windows and Mac uh, OS High Sierra on it. Because it was my... This is going to be my gaming machine, too. I went with the absolute fastest video card that you can put in this HP 8300 Elite, and it's the GeForce GTX 1050 Ti 4 gigs. Now, this is not as powerful as what I had been using in my other machine, which was the GTX 970. Now, even though the numbers are bigger, people, it doesn't mean it's comparable, as in the higher the number, the better it is. Uh, Every generation has uh, low, middle, and high, and the 1050 is like the middle ground to low to middle ground, where the higher numbers, like the the 1060 is a little bit better, the 1080 is like the the upper of the 10 series. So uh, I'm still getting in 
arc on high, I'm still getting around 65 frames per second, so I'm happy. Uh, I would, you know, I was getting about 100 before with my last system on high, but you know, 60 is still good. I, I, you know, as much gaming as I do, that's great. The reason why, and I, I need to get it jump into this. The reason why I didn't go with, you know, well, throwing my 970 in there or getting something comparable to it, is because of the power supply. It uses a proprietary, proprietary, proprietary power <laughs> Don't supply. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I know. I'm straining. Uh, which, uh, if you don't know what that means, that means that it means it is... you're exerting a lot of force. <laughs> what proprietary means? I'm adding so much to this topic. <laughs> you are. Is that it is actually manufactured? It's a manufactured size specifically for this case uh, that HP created. You cannot grab just a standard ATX power supply and throw it in there. It will not fit. Mm. It doesn't have the correct connectors. It isn't the right size, etc. So I went with the absolute fastest that is right now that is available, and it's the GTX 1050, and it's it's great. And like I said, it does play Arc uh, Survival Evolved, uh, fantastic. I'm still getting in the 60s, but I wanted to do a little breakdown here for you. So. Let's go to the fastest, the, the latest and fastest Mac Mini that Apple sells. It's still the 2014 version. It has in it an i5-4308U, which is a two-core, four-thread processor. It gets a CPU score, and I use Passmark for all my scoring, but it gets a CPU score of 4,084. Let's compare that to my Hackintosh. It has the i7-3770, four core, eight threads. It has a CPU score of 9,304. So Apple's latest and best Mac mini is half as powerful as my Hackintosh. It comes, uh, the Mac mini comes with an Iris 5100 GPU, which gets a score of, oh my gosh, this is horrible, <laughs> 735. I think the um, Apple Watch has a better score than that. Mm -hmm. My Zotac GeForce GTX 1050 Ti, Again, this is not the high end. This is the low to middle is 5,859. The Mac Mini has 8 gigs of RAM. Mine has 16. The Mac Mini has a 1 terabyte Fusion Drive, which is, if nobody knows what a Fusion Drive is, it's Apple's own thing. What they do is they combine a SSD, like a small SSD, like a 120 gig SSD, and then like whatever else to equal up to the one terabyte. So what is that, like 980 uh, uh, gigabytes of spindle drive. Mine, I have two 480 gigs, plus I have a one terabyte spin and drive. Now, the Mac Mini is $999 as configured as I read it there. This Hackintosh, which in every respect, blows that away. In absolutely everything, there's nothing that that Mac Mini beats this in. And I spent... Nothing? Seven, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I spent $787. Not too shabby. Yep. So, so too long didn't listen? $787. Yeah, for more than <laughs> double the power. Now, my question to you, I know for listeners that have, or maybe aren't the... the the tech-minded who come here to listen to us talk and make jokes about funny stuff. The ones who who didn't hit the 15-second skip button yep. about 80 times. Oh, no, they would never do that to Jason. Well, no, the, the serious thing is this is great information. And this is, if you guys remember, listeners... This over is like the, a project you could do. Go ahead. Right, Dave. yeah. And over the last, uh, I don't know what it was, a couple, a month or so ago, 
Just after the start of the new year, I, I kept mentioning that Jason had this project he was working on that I wanted him to make videos of. I know. And we, I wanted to, too. Yeah, and we got all the, you know, these people saying, oh, yeah, Jason's got a secret thing that Dave, usually Dave wants videos of it, <laughs> you know, making jokes about it. And it's like, this is what I wanted him to do because it's such good information for those that may be looking at getting into the Apple side of things, but don't want to spend the premium for the, the new MacBooks or the new um, you know iMacs and things that are coming out, this might be a great way to do this. And I mean, it's tough when you're in an audio format, you know, when you're, when you're hearing these numbers and everything else um, to, to really grasp what's going on here. But you know, the bottom line is that this is a huge upgrade for, for, a Macintosh system at a budget price that's going to let you power through virtually anything you want to do. Now, my question is though, why after going through all of this, um, is there a reason why you wouldn't just build a, a Windows machine? Why wouldn't I just build a Windows yeah, machine? Yeah, like like what steered you to want to want to stay with the Mac? Because this is something for me. I mean, I know as as a as a creative, a photographer, and someone who does video work and things like that, a lot of the creative people are using Macs and they swear by them. This is the way to go. I've always been a Windows guy. Probably will stay that way. And I'm just curious. Uh, you know, no no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious, like what makes you want to go with the Mac Mac and Windows dual booting system versus just going straight Windows machine? I mean, the one thing I just have to say is Mac OS is very elegant. I know you've never used it, and I don't think Adam's ever used it. And have you, Adam? No. Okay. Uh, it's just it's it's a very elegant operating system. Uh, everything just works. It's think of it like. Think of it like your iPhone. Now, you guys love your iPhones. Because it is a, a walled-off garden, you know, to say, it's not like the um, uh, Androids where it's it's the Wild West, where anybody can sideload anything they want from any source. You can you can do anything you want to this to the Android phone, make it look like anything you want, because it's a lot like a Windows system. Mm -hmm. There's so much that can go wrong because you can do that. And Android phones over over the whole time that Android's been out, uh, there has been issues because um, you can do anything to it. Now all of a sudden, oh, now I'm getting some crashes. Now I'm getting some hard crashes. Okay, let me take that app off. Let me uh, change this setting, whatever. See if I can stabilize it. Same thing happens in the Windows world. I mean, you guys have all installed something and it's 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 you know borked your system. Uh, to one extent, or borked it. To, to one... <laughs> bark, bark, bark. <laughs> you have to, you have to uninstall that, or you have to, you know, uh, install some software that might be able to get rid of some malware or something. You know, you can do something like that. Where with uh, the, you know, the iOS world, it is, it's really walled off. You, you feel really protected. Mac is sort of the same way. Yes, you can still install some software that is not in the the Mac App Store, but everything needs a password. Remember when uh, I believe it was Windows 10, might have been Windows 8. I think it was Windows 8. Remember when it first came out, and every single time you needed to install something, it would ask you for your password. Yep, yep. And, and people were getting upset with that. They're like, "Why does it keep asking me for a password?" Well, the reason why is because then you can't just get stuff installed by some uh, nefarious program uh, in the background. It would pop up and say, "Hey, something's trying to be installed. Do you want to let this happen?" Well, this is the way it always is on um, 
on the Mac. Didn't they it's, actually you know, introduce that all the way back in Vista? Was it Vista? When they when the pop up would come up um, saying, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Yeah, the UAC yep. user access control. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't I don't know about the password part of it, but yeah, I, I remember the pop ups happening. And I want to say that was happening back when I worked tech support all those years ago with that company. Okay, uh, possibly. I just you know I can't remember what was really implemented, but all right. Well, so let's you know I that's one of the reasons why I like it so, because it's it's elegant. it's it's. It's elegant. I mean, it's such a clean interface. Things are just awesome. Here's another thing that the Mac and Linux world understand in uh, Windows still doesn't. Every single window in Windows pops up and it has its own menu bar. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, where you can right. click file, edit, blah, 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 and you can close the windows uh, with the little X at the top right. But every single box has its own interface. Where this, there's a bar along the top, and every and that's that's the interfaces at the top. So you could have five programs open, but they all share that same interface at the top. And what I mean by share, and you really got to get into the Mac world to see it. But okay, say right now you're working in Google Chrome, and that is the front and forward uh, program. Well, up at the top it says Chrome file edit blah blah blah. So I'm in the Chrome world, but then say I I pull up Audacity. Now I got Audacity up here, and up at the top is Audacity, file, edit, blah, blah, blah. It has all of that. It's not in its own little window. So now I can make you know, four windows go in the four corners, and only the selected one, that bar at the top, is for it. And say then I want to click on the bottom right one. Now that one has the bar at the top. I, it, it's, it's hard to explain yeah. why it works so well, but it does. Because... You know, one... I guess I, I should say I, ha I have used it, but not regularly. Okay. You know, as far as so I understand the menu si that menu system's been around for a long time. Yes, where, where it behaves like that. Coming from Windows, going over to that is a little bit of a mental shift. A little bit, but, yes. But, but it's not difficult at all. It is. I, I I get what you're saying. I think for most of us that have just mostly done PC, it's it's difficult to to just switch over to a new OS because this is what we do day in day out. It's all muscle mm -hmm. memory. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, there, there's definitely a reason that it's popular. I, I like the way it works. Uh, that that menu no system diggity. here, and, I, and I've noticed that Ubuntu, <laughs> Ubuntu uses the same. I don't know if you've used Ubuntu or not. Yes, yep. But that, it works the same way. It, you know, whatever is the main program, you know, the program that you have in the forefront, that's what's utilized in that bar at the top. So it's it's pretty cool. But then let's let's keep going here. So you're asking why specifically would anybody want to use Mac? No, you specifically. Mac, me specifically. Yeah, not. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. this isn't Mac. a Windows versus Mac argument. I'm, I was just curious to see what what made you choose this over your long history with Windows over the years as yeah. well. Well, I still use both of them. You know, like I said, I still use both of them, but I do 100% of my production on this because there's there's so many awesome things that uh, the Mac has. Uh, they share a lot of similar programs with Windows, but there's some that you can't get over there, like, you know, uh, Final Cut Pro, um, Logic, uh, uh, Logic Pro. What's that? Logic Pro. Uh, my my mind is tricking me here on some of the titles here. But there's a lot of different uh, programs that are over there, and then even a lot of the free ones that you could use, like GarageBand, is just like Logic uh, Logic Pro, but like the free version of it. iMovie is, you know, it's it's pretty dang awesome. I mean, I have Filmora also but uh, iMovie is pretty decent too but I, I i don't know how i can if i was to say 
if you're asking me, Dave, if you're saying, all right, now convince me to switch to Mac, I, I couldn't do that in words. The only way I could do it is uh, be like, here, Interpretive uh, Dave, dance. <laughs> Dave, why don't you go ahead and uh, borrow this uh, Mac here for about a month and then give it back to me? Um, you wouldn't be giving it back to me. Now, would you only use this? No, but I think you would find that your workflow seems it seems to be so much more logical uh, when I'm doing it on the Mac. I don't know why that is. I could not explain that to you. But I mean, like I said, I have all these Windows machines. I have this Hackintosh, which is half Windows, half Mac. But if I'm going to create anything, I go into the Mac OS to do it. Even though I own a lot of the same programs in Windows, I'm still finding myself drawn to the Mac side when I'm producing stuff. I don't know why. Sure. Like you have a diverse portfolio. <laughs> what was that? You have a diverse portfolio. <laughs> Little bits mm. here. But uh, you know what? Give it a try, guys. You really should make yourself you know, a Hackintosh sometime. <laughs> We got oh, a voicemail. No. We haven't had a voicemail in a long time. Oh, this, this is awesome. This I'm is, hold on, let me pull now. it up here. All right, uh, okay, I'm gonna play it here. It doesn't. There's no um, caller ID, but let's go ahead and see what it is. This is Chad from Hazard, Nebraska. Uh oh. You have a recommendation for a to-do list app for my iPhone X? Something to keep me from forgetting duct tape when getting my rope and shovel. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chad. I haven't heard from Chad in a long time. Yeah. And I have no idea where he's at because that sounded really funky. Oh, man. But, uh, <laughs> I love hearing from Chad. Chad. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad you're not dead, Chad, because it's literally been months. Yeah, no kidding. So he What wants... have you been up to, guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wants to know about a to-do app for his phone, his okay. iPhone. Hmm. Well, I know... Adam Adam had recommended just the other week uh, a couple a couple episodes back the one that, for the that was the our groceries app our groceries app which yep. is a, a good one well, to I check out I don't think out. that's it, it's good but it's not going to give him reminders yeah that's true I I would say I mean I use Wonderlist um, for a lot of stuff and I would I, I guess I've never tried to set reminders in there hey Chad just use Siri yeah Siri she'll, or, she'll set up a reminder for you you know what he could do well. He, yeah, you could you could use the Amazon app on your phone with Alexa. He could turn himself in. Yeah, true. That that is a good thing. <laughs> Don't hurt anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fine now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would say yeah, something like that. You yeah, use the Amazon app yeah. and the Alexa feature in there on your iPhone X. There you go. Yep. I, I don't have any recommendation because I don't use a to-do app. Oh, I don't need to because I got a Hackintosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, really, guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's getting kind of late. Do you guys know what time it is? Yeah, what time is it? It's time for a geek off. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm waiting for Adam. What's he gonna do? Yeah, I was wanting to know what what uh, sound effect we had. Well, this week, guys, I mean, we we just got done earlier talking about going classic with Oregon Trail, and I'm gonna throw a classic debate to you guys. I have a feeling I know which way you're gonna answer, but since we Walter just... Mondale and uh, who did he debate against? I can't. Oh, my no. joke fell flat. Sorry. Yeah, oh, that's reaching way back there. <laughs> No, but since we um, had just talked about you know Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis the other week on our poll, 
I figured let's throw it in here and let me have you guys tell me which you prefer. Who is the king? Do we want to see Mario or Sonic mm-hmm. on top of that throne? Official Mario. No, I think this argument's over. I think so. <laughs> Mar- Mario is by to- by far the uh, the top the top video game character. So Mario is pretty iconic, and Let's I don't know if I want to start a boy. love fest or or just go against you, just to go against you. Well, make now, an in argument a foot, for in a foot Sonic. race. In uh, a foot race, who would win? Depends. Does Mario have the raccoon the suit? <laughs> the raccoon suit. Well, no, he could just float a little bit with the raccoon suit, right? No, you'd you could he'd get that speed run in, in Mario three. <laughs> And then, boom, he'd hit the sky, and you could fly straight across the board. Yes, but, mm. um, you know, they've. I'm trying to think of different games that they've both been in. The they've been in similar one. ones. They've they've both driven cars. Yeah. Uh, they've both been in fights. Mario did uh, teach us. Uh, he had some educational titles, which I do not think that Sonic did. So in the educational world, I think uh, Mario would definitely win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that—that's where I went with it. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly Super Mario thinking. Education World. Yeah, was that Encyclopedia um, Mario Tanica? <laughs> well, see, and also, I mean, sidekicks wise, yeah, Luigi versus I mean, Knuckles. He, Luigi's kind of the enforcer, the way I look at it. Like, oh, you mess with my brother, you mess with my brother, you're gonna mess with me and the whole thing. <laughs> and it's like. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> yeah, he had to have a tough enforcer. Now, granted that Knuckles is a pretty good name for an enforcer. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, I'm going to bring in Knuckles. My name's Sonic. This is my real actual voice. Yeah, problem is those guys <laughs> just run in loops all the time. Now, who would you be more afraid of, though, if we're going to go the way you're going here, uh, as a Don name, Koopa King or <laughs> Eggman? Nobody messes with Eggman. Uh, honestly, he, he's not all it's cracked up to be. I'm going to go. Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you went with Koopa King instead of just Bowser, but I, I don't know the Eggman though. Eggman kind of has this mobster sounding name. Like that's uh, what I was thinking. Nobody <laughs> mess with the Eggman. Yeah, the Beatles sang about him. So yeah. Well, so did uh, Beastie Boys. Uh oh, they did. Yeah. Let's hear it, Jason. Paul's Boutique. Oh, hold on. I have to pull up the lyrics. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, well, uh, he's doing that important task. I think we we will have to say that even though Jason's trying to make a case for Sonic, I, I'm with Adam. I think Mario wins hands down, just because. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about the more recent iterations. I mean, when we talk original NES versus Sega Master System or Super Nintendo versus Genesis, that era of gaming, the Mario games were just to me so much more fun. I mean, Sonic was cool, but there's only so much like you know, seizure-inducing running and these crazy fast loops that I could handle. I mean, I have to I have to agree with, you know, I'm going to go with you guys. And again, I do believe Mario, if, you know, if you had to pick one, you know, the, the number one iconic side-scrolling, you know, game, it would have to be Mario. Mario is what we grew up on. I remember when I got my 8-bit Nintendo yep. and I sat down with Super Mario Brothers and I was transported to another world. It was... It was life-altering at that young age, mm-hmm. at how amazing that game was. I played that game forever. Oh, I mean, countless just, times, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> countless. I played it two, three times. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it so much. I played it twice, yeah. guys. But it was. I mean, it was. It was amazing. And I didn't play my first Sonic until uh, like '89. Mm-hmm. 
And the big the big selling point for Sonic, of course, was that it was a hedgehog that moved really fast. And like Dave just uh, said now is, what do you prefer, going super fast and almost feeling like you're on rails and not in control of it, or the <laughs> fine control and jumping of Mario? Mario uh. took more skill, I believe, because it didn't it seem like it, especially the early ones, that you were basically... You're just moving right really fast and going spinny spinnies and up and downs. Yeah, and I mean... You weren't really controlling it. It almost felt like a lot okay, of time. Let's, let's bring this up to the next level. Mario Lopez versus the Sonic chain of restaurants. Ooh. Go. Oh, so, uh, well, I, restaurants, <laughs> dude, because you need that fitness burger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Multiple drink options versus yeah. Slater. Yeah, What's who going needs on? AC Slater, man? Jesse don't. <laughs> Jesse don't. <laughs> Maybe Lisa Turtle oh. got a little AC Slater. Oh. Who is the coolest at Bayside, Zach Morris or no. AC Slater? Now don't go stealing Screech. all my shooter geek offs here. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna we're gonna say that you know digital soup does agree that mario is probably the better franchise that's right but we would love to hear if there are any diehard sonic fans who feel different who feel like sonic got a bad shake or that he's superior for some reason <laughs> the shakes Ooh, of sonic are amazing mother <laughs> turtle you can't say you get a bad shake at sonic. that's I mean, true that's all true. good but uh, let us know. Hit us up on, on Facebook or Twitter and let us know if you're a, a bigger fan of Sonic than you are of Mario. Yeah. And then prepare for the onslaught of Mario fans. Right, right. Mario. <sighs> so what's this I hear about Spike Lee um, possibly directing a superhero movie for Sony? Not a clue. Let's go on. Okay. Gaming with your kids. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. This character, I don't know a lot about. Uh, the character of Nightwatch, something to keep I, keep I, an eye I on. I know nothing about Nightwatch either. Yeah, it basically oh. seems like he'll, in the comics history here in the article we've got linked up, he did team up with Spider-Man in the Spider-Man universe, as well as a few of the other characters over there. And I, I don't know, yeah, Captain America, Deathlock, Spider-Man, among other heroes in the comic books. And sounds like it's kind of an interesting character. And... You know, could be a fun movie on on a on a superhero that isn't one of the huge names. You know that that everyone's gonna know and and tear apart like, oh, that's not my Spider Man, or you know, whatever else. Could be something mm -hmm. interesting to keep an eye on. It also makes me wonder how much of this is gonna tie in because of the new Spider Man movie coming, and of course Tom Hardy's Venom, which is coming soon. You know how much they're mm -hmm. looking to bring in some other pieces from this universe on the Spider-Man side so that they're not tapping into just the same old, you know, Dr. Octopus, the same old, you know, team-ups that Spider-Man's going to see with Iron Man and everything that we're seeing with Infinity War. It, you know, it could be fun. And, and you know, Spike Lee's got a history of, of being a pretty decent director as far as I know. And so something to keep an eye on i guess more than anything i don't know jason this was i think your story you put in here but yeah it, it, it popped up on the radar here so you know i see superhero yeah i'm like dude we got to talk about it. <laughs> right and then you, uh, then you unfortunately i knew on. nothing about it so i was hoping you could lead us on it. yeah and it's a character i'm not super super familiar with but you know based on kind of the origin story that they're saying here i'll, I'll kind of quote this article from variety uh, it was first introduced in 1993 as the alter ego of African-American scientist Dr. Kevin Trench, who witnessed a costume man die battling terrorists while armed with invisibility-generating cloaking devices. 
Trench then learned that the corpse was an older version of himself. He went on to steal the futuristic suit of armor to discover the origins of his alternate self and teamed up with multiple heroes at that point. So basically, he became a hero because he stumbled across himself dying and then stole stole his, you know, high-tech armor and, and costume and be- it sounds like a became missing a episode of Lost. Yeah, it's it's very kind of a, a strange and interesting take on it. It wasn't the traditional, you know, bitten by a radioactive spider or gamma rays or whatever else. So. <laughs> it was bitten by a radioactive nightcrawler. Yeah, right. Nightwatch. Right. Nightwatch, look out. Yeah, it could be fun, though. I mean, in the character design, when I see it, it, it kind of reminds me of spawn a little bit the image they have yeah with a, a big cape and the red and the mask kind of like a venom looking mask in a way mm-hmm. but very interesting looking so something something cool to keep an eye on and something a little different mm-hmm. because obviously right now all the focus is on marvel with you know yes that little movie coming up soon yeah let's talk about that the infinity war trailer yeah. um, which everyone's going to be talking about so um re- reused material but um, <laughs> i've heard some comments on are they trying to pack everybody into this movie yes and they, they are yeah they, <laughs> everybody. that's that's kind of the point I, um, I think i even saw the tidy bowl man in there i'm like yeah <laughs> the, the only care we didn't see the hulk in there we saw bruce banner but we didn't see the hulk yeah. in anything so and somebody said they're... they saw she hulk in the trailer but i don't remember <laughs> that was that's Gamora. The video that you sent over, that's hilarious. Oh, okay. I'm like, somebody said She-Hulk's in it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. They sh- they really yeah. need to, uh, not to diverge from Avengers Infinity War too much, but She-Hulk would be a fantastic character to to <laughs> bring out, you know, maybe a movie, but also would work very well as a, a another Netflix-type series because such an interesting yep. storyline there and, and just a lot of fun. Every- Every woman wants to be called a Hulk. Yeah, well, if I remember <laughs> I think that's right, what my wife she said. she got her powers. She is uh, a cousin, I think, of Bruce Banner. I'm trying to think now, she's I think she's his cousin, and she is. And he bit her. No, <laughs> yeah, as Hulk, he bit her. She was bitten by a radioactive Bruce Banner. Yeah, no. Uh, basically, if I remember right, she either is sick and dying, or she's um, shot or injured somehow, where she's needing. She's going to die without a blood transfusion, and she gets uh, it from Bruce Banner and then oh. gets his powers as the Hulk, only she's much more uh, refined in a way. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm she's a refined not the, anger the, monster. Yeah, she's not the crazy berserker. I mean, she definitely if has she, the powers, but she's a lawyer, if I if remember If she gets right. a blood transfusion, does she lose her ability to repeat the day then? Ooh, good question. Like she did in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, She-Hulk starring Emily Blunt. <laughs> hey, now, if you can create another Hulk via a blood transfusion, you know, you could give birth to a baby Hulk. They did in the stories. <laughs> what? Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. In the Planet Hulk storyline. and there's a, So there's a... Bruce Bruce Banner had sex with his sister and made a no, baby? No, not that. Oh, not that but Game of Thrones. No, there, yeah, there, is, there are storylines. Be- Shush it, Adam. They'll throw you out a window. <laughs> I believe... There are um, storylines with Planet Hulk and I think the Old Man Logan storyline um, that the last uh, Wolverine movie was based on loosely. Um, mm-hmm. he, on another planet, Hulk basically goes there, becomes a champion where he was on Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I can't remember the name of that planet. So, so, what was it called? Sakaris? Hulk planet. The planet who gives a crap. Yeah. Sakaris, <laughs> Sakar, something like that. But he go. he ends up, you know, he kind of saves the planet 
the first time he's there, and then he ends up going back years later in generations and generations <laughs> past, and he basically Hulk care about the environment. Yeah, he's I got this planet. whole legion of Hulks that have started, and you know, kind of crazy <laughs> oh, stuff. Man. It's we won't go too far into that, but Infinity War. Yeah, I was gonna say, are we gonna get back yeah, to Infinity this, War? Here? This trailer, I watched it. It's it's giving me anxiety because. I can't wait to see it first <laughs> off, but I mean, we've known for a while and the rumors have been out there for a while that, you know, some of our heroes are not going to make it through this movie. They're, they're going to die. Can I say something? Somebody at work tonight who is a big, big uh, Marvel comic fan, et cetera, told me the two characters that die in the comic. Do you guys want to know? I think in the comic it's... Spoiler it, alert, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and who knows if... Well, the, it's a comic that's been around forever yeah, and it might based not on happen this, in this... This movie is, it's not, it's oddly enough, there is a comic called Infinity War, but the comic it's based on is called the Infinity Gauntlet, um, mm. which takes mm. place before Infinity War. But anyways, what do the comics say? Uh, the two that die it's Iron at Man the hands of Captain yep. America. Captain America, yeah. yep. And and that's been, you know, rumored to, to be because both Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans have talked about getting out of... Um, their their roles here where they feel like they've kind of played out their arc. Now, to me, it could happen. It could be just a, you know, kind of a ruse to, to let people know, but I think we're going to see more. I mean, and the thing with this trailer is they show almost all of the, the big name heroes from the last, what, 10 years of these movies in a position where it looks like they might be just seconds away from death. I mean, you see Thor getting yeah. his head crushed. You see... Um, Doctor Strange and some kind of thing happening where he looks like he's being ripped apart by magic. You see Vision, terrified, looking like he's about to get killed. You know, as the the stone on his forehead gets pulled out. Um, mm. You see so many. Oh, of course, the big scene with Captain America walking up to him and and saying, you know, as long as even one man stands against you, you shall not prevail, or whatever the exact line was. And then you see him stop, you know, Thanos's hand. Does, and does he actually say him. that in this trailer? I, I thought I just read he that did, but I, I've I've heard that a lot, and I've seen a lot of stuff out there, but I. I, I I don't know if that happens exactly that way in the trailer, but when he comes out and he stops Thanos's fist, basically, and he's holding it up, I thought that was something said in in that part of the trailer, but mm. it is crazy. I thought I thought he said, Arr! yeah. I mean, I've seen some great memes from this too, like with Vision because he's got the the one Infinity Stone in his forehead. They show mm-hmm. him with a big stocking cap, like winter beanie hat on, and saying, <laughs> "Thanos, be cool, man. I'm telling you, there's nothing here." And <laughs> you know the uh, from the Shrek movies, the cat, you know, Puss in Boots, um, when he puts on the really sweet, innocent face with those big eyes. Yeah. They've got Captain America there, and you know, it's a shot of him battling <laughs> Thanos's hand, trying to hold it off. A shot of Thanos looking at him, and then the next one is that kitten holding it up, you know, looking at Thanos as he's crushing him. But I don't know. Here's my hope with with, with Thanos is that he actually is as unbelievably evil and and powerful as they've made they've played him up. I mean, because yeah. he was at the end of the original Avengers mm-hmm. from what year that came out. I don't remember now. Years and years 2012. ago, but. I mean, it, it's they've been playing him up for a long time. He hasn't actually done anything, mm-hmm. even like Guardians of the Galaxy. 
you know, the guy they went up to at the went up against at the end had one Infinity Stone and he could destroy worlds. Yeah. So I I, I hope this isn't another kind of CGI CGI of the of the month kind of character with him that right. he's actually got some kind of depth. Well, I, I, and, and I uh, don't think so. I mean, I I really think this is a situation where. Thanos is going to bring the pain. He's going to he's going to wipe out characters. We're going to see because this is basically a two-part movie, they're going to mm-hmm. wrap it up somehow, but they we are going to see some sort of situation where our heroes too. <laughs> yeah, I mean our heroes are not going to be saving the day in this case. It, it I have a feeling this might end on a note where it's like mm-hmm. we just survived. Now what the heck are we going to do? You know, here's the thing, too, is uh, from what I've been hearing for people talking and different, you know, things I've read on online is that uh, the Hulk is, a, you know, look at how powerful this guy is. I mean, he's he's punching spaceships, uh, huge spaceships and making them fall to the ground and all this kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, he's he's like all powerful. But uh, from what I've heard and read, he is terrified of Thanos and. Uh, one place it even mentioned something like him and Thanos had battled in the past and he lost horribly. Could have. Uh, oh. The Hulk the Hulk did. So uh, I'm wondering how this is going to play into this. Now, I guess because of the loss that he felt at the hands of Thanos in the past, he's building uh, or, or had uh, Iron Man, you know, or, you know, whatever, uh, build him armor. Um, literal uh, like Iron Man strength armor to fight hmm. Thanos. Now, wow. I, that might have just been in the comic, and that's not going to carry on into Infinity War, um, which would be kind of cool to see uh, him wearing some type of armor mm-hmm. like that. Not just the armor that was in Ragnarok, but I right. mean, uh, like an Iron Man suit well, is basically what... We're going to see Spider-Man wearing the Iron Spider suit, you know, which... Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Which is Tony Stark's invention you saw at the end of Homecoming, that he wanted to give him that suit and the kid backed off. But the timeline's kind of weird with all this, too, because it, it didn't really occur to me, but... Um, you know, Black Panther, which just came out, that's supposed to happen, you know, weeks after Civil War. And then the events in Spider-Man Homecoming happened sometime after Civil War, but before Infinity War. The next Spider-Man movie is going to happen, from what I understand, very, very close uh, following right on the heels of the events in Infinity War. And so there's a lot of kind of weird moving parts and where like Guardians fits in. And the thing is, though, you see the line in the in the trailer where Gamora, um, she is one of Thanos' daughters, I believe. Um, she says that, you know, with the Infinity Stones, he can literally wipe out half of the universe by snapping his fingers. And that's the thing that's so terrifying about him is that if he gets those stones, he doesn't have to fight anybody. He just has to think something into existence or non-existence. And those kinds of things happen in the comics. And, you know, characters are just eliminated. They're gone. Um, They die. There's characters brought back because of how the struggle goes. And it's pretty insane. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this movie, I know there's going to be a ton of characters. I mean, there's 27 heroes on the poster alone and there's more than that in the movie so i mean it's going to be a spectacle but the story itself i think has a potential to be one that just really gut punches us you know and and it's like that's the anxiety part like oh man we are going to see our heroes just get slaughtered (laughs) you know it's interesting jason you brought up that armor thing because i looked at looked it up 
because I um, it dawned on me who's in the who's actually in that Hulkbuster armor. Because well, kind of that almost could be the Hulk in there, and there's some theories that are going around about that. Yeah, it could be. I know the Hulkbuster armor is is traditionally been Tony Stark's armor he built to help control Hulk in those times when he got out of control. But right. it could be that you know he's got something special there. You know, and it's interesting because there's so much that they're not showing intentionally. I think we haven't seen Hulk in these trailers really. We have mm-hmm. not seen Hawkeye in these trailers, although. Oh, what's he gonna do? Shoot his little arrows. You know what though? There is a lot of a lot of speculation that the reason we haven't seen him in this movie is because he's gonna play some sort of vital role and his his screen time is going to be very impactful. That might mean oh, wow. that we see Hawkeye be one of the first killed by Thanos. Oh, what if there's a big plot twist and Thanos is Hawkeye? Yeah, right. You what? know what? You heard you know, it here first, Digital Soup. <laughs> you know, another one that's going to be absolutely worthless against Thanos is uh, Black Widow. What's she going to do? <laughs> well, she's in the trailers all over, though. I, I just, I, <laughs> I'm with you on that one, Jason. The, there, there's some of them that just, you know, I don't do a even, lot of gymnastics. Show up, back all right, up, guys. Yeah. What about you can have the day off? What about <laughs> Ant Man? He's not in the trailer well, yeah, he can, as well. He can get oh. really small and yeah, he maybe can he go was in the and take the, he could take the <laughs> jewels. He could get the uh, infinity jewels out of his uh, glove. Yeah. Booyah, shotgun go through yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard my comment, Jason, but he might have actually been in the trailer just in <laughs> small size. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, I think it might be time for a little Gunna Geek. That's right. That's right. So this week, um, one of the great shows that we want to let you guys know about over on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network, where we are proud members. Digital Soup. Well, yes. <laughs> but we're not going to promote ourselves on our own show. That's kind of weird. It's like what we do all show. Oh, yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, with the Gunna Geek Network, Work, we like to let you guys know about some of the other great shows that are over there. And this week, I want to talk to you real quick about a show called Game Life Balance US. Now, this is episode 49 they're talking about, and the title is, Is Super Metroid a Perfect Game? Kind of fitting because we've been talking a little bit about the classic games lately. Now, I love that game. Yep, and what, what they're going to be talking about, the, the copy says, is Super Metroid a perfect video game? Cody poses the question, and John tries to come up with the answers as they review the classic Nintendo title on the SNES Classic 24 years after it was first released. So if you are a fan of Super Metroid, this may be the perfect episode if you if you haven't yet listened to Game Life Balance US to go check them out and uh, give them a listen and, and give them a little love from uh, Digital Soupland. Let them know that you uh, heard about them from us. So um, you'll find them along with tons of other great podcasts over on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network at gunnageek.com. So Adam, wow, I think it's I, time. I, I'm just I was just thinking about 24 years since that game came yeah. out. Yeah. Ugh. Getting old. We, it makes us feel so old. I mean, I'll be 25 But you know what that soon. means. <laughs> yeah, right. It's time for the weekly garnish, and that is the new fretless bass. Very nice. Very nice. Well, you got to quit fretting so much, dude. And no, just that's why it's live fretless. Life to, live no life frets. to its fullest. No, I don't want no frets. <laughs> don't hold back. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. Well, this week's weekly garnish is again by Jason. It seems like I'm the only one that ever does these anymore. Yep. <laughs> and what I am uh, going to talk to you about is a little app that uh, I I came across. Well, okay, let's back up a little bit because I'm going to get punched. 
my wife found this program and asked me about it, and then I looked into it. It's called Our Pact, and it's for <laughs> divorce lawyers app. Yes, exactly. No, it's for parents to limit uh, and control what their kids see on their phones and their tablets. It is amazing. It it works. It works absolutely flawlessly in iOS, which you know it's a walled garden. Things work very nicely on iOS. And let me explain to you how this works. Now, you have to go in. You don't install an app on the kids' uh, phones or tablets uh, to control it. You actually you have to go in there, give it rights, and give this piece of software rights. I don't know exactly how it all works, but I gave, you know I had to go in there, exactly uh, ask, blah, 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 go into all these different restrictions, blah, blah, blah. And now, all of a sudden, from my phone, with just a touch of a button, I could completely shut off all access uh, they have on their phone wow. uh, or tablet. It, it is amazing the way this works. So you can set up bedtime. So like say you don't want your kids to use uh, any of their apps or anything at bedtime. Uh, so I have it set up so at 8 o'clock, everything disappears off their iPhone. And I'm serious. It actually literally, every app they've installed completely disappears and only the built-in uh, Apple apps are still on the screen. Nice. Did that just blow your mind? Nice. I, I did go in and look at this uh, out of the show notes and, and watch the video on it and everything. And as I watched it, I I felt sad for like modern life that the the ad is basically these kids just can't put down their electronics and yeah. their screens and all yep. that stuff. And they've got them at the table. And in mm-hmm. my brain, I'm screaming like, go put it away. <laughs> it's time to eat. Don't look at it. And the, and the parents are sitting there just like, oh, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is it so sad that we have to have this thing? And then I thought, how much is this? <laughs> it's about seven bucks a month, but I think it is very. I think it is very well worth it. It's it's actually two dollars a month for to give you up to five devices, and then it's the is seven dollars it for the. Yeah. Yep. Wow, I got ripped off. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally ripped off. No, but I've had to use this so many times now because, uh, like I said, uh, I have it set to where, like, at eight o'clock, it shuts off, which is really cool. Um, but as a punishment, like, say your kids have just been off the wall. I mean, you guys have had this before, where they're they're arguing with you, fighting with you. They won't clean their room. Blah blah blah, uh, because. Either they're on their phone or they're not on their phone, but they won't do what you you know what they're supposed to do, like clean their room, do their homework, blah blah blah. So then, what I do is I just go on there and I go block until I say so. Boom, and instantly shuts off. And then I'll hear them uh, if they were on it. All of a sudden, I hear dad. <laughs> now, um, like I said, it works fantastic in iOS. Uh, what so, it does? Do your kids all have iPhones, Jason? No, uh, two of them have iPhones, and one has an Android. And do they actually looks- have like data plans and everything? No, only the oldest. The other two oh, okay. just use them as like a tablet, basically. And I'm going to correct myself. The premium version that you're talking about that can actually do all the app rules and text blocking and allowance of screen mm-hmm. time that is the seven bucks a month. Word. So you didn't get ripped <laughs> off. No, I no, didn't. no. But uh, here's here's the one of the things that frustrates my kids. Uh, on the the ones that have iOS is uh, when you block it either at night or if you're just doing a hard block because they're not listening to you and uh, all the icons disappear they don't erase but they they're not visible anymore you cannot see anything that's been installed onto it but when it brings it back 
it brings it all back in alphabetical order. <laughs> so now they, they're not in folders. They're not moved around on the different screens they want. It all goes back. And that's something that RPAC says they're actually working on uh, to fix. Now, over on the Android side, it works a little bit different. The icons do not disappear. They all stay exactly where they're at, and they're visible. You think you can access them, but as soon as you hit it uh, to you know bring up one of the, the, the games or whatever, it brings up the RPAC screen and says, you are currently blocked for whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they don't disappear and they don't come back, but they are blocked. Now, you can do what I'm saying there, blocking that. You can actually completely shut off the Internet access. You can completely shut off any texting uh, because normally anything that just comes with uh, the iPhone or the Android, they can access. It's only installed stuff but you can block those other two things also it's amazing i have the the main app installed in both me and my wife's iphones and at any given time now she hasn't really done it because she hasn't messed with it that much but i mean my daughter uh stomps her feet all the way upstairs and slams her door because she got in trouble and is not doing what she's supposed to be doing bleep bloop bloop until i say so <laughs> <laughs> nice so this I've is available over <laughs> Ourpacked.com. It looks pretty cool. I might uh, I might have to look into this application. Very nice. I enjoy it. Hmm. So, guys, it's time for us to wrap up the show. So I just want to ask all of our listeners to head on over to digitalsouppodcast.com where you can find all of our articles, extra material. You can listen live on our podcast. I mean, not live, but you're alive and you're listening. So that's great. <laughs> um, you can, all of our links to social media. And, of course, you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts, oh. even now on Spotify. Yeah. So um, that's fantastic. Um, hey, don't so just... Don't just go over that Spotify uh, that fast here. Okay, you can find us now <laughs> on Spotify. Not only can you find us on Spotify, but we are the number one program on Spotify. Is that correct, Dave? Um, negative. Oh, dang. There might be a number one in whatever number we are, but there's also one out of ten chance that that's true. Um, anyway... <laughs> Come check us out. Uh, hit us up on social media. We would love to have you guys uh, interact with us on Twitter or our Facebook page. And uh, from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, all of you guys out there, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Later, Infinity Stone haters. Later, Infinity Stone. Get- Infinity. <laughs> Five seconds of silence, and I will correct this, and I will sound like a genius. Okay. Later, Infinity. <laughs> I know what we're doing in the post-show credits. All right, here we go. One more time. Later, Infinity. <laughs> Why can't I not say Infinity? Later, Infinity, Infinity. Stone. Gators. <laughs> Infinity. Yeah, later, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> later, hosen. <laughs> later, hosen. <laughs> All right, later, gators. <laughs> he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. All right, here we go. Let me try it one more time. All right. All right. Later, infinity stone gators. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I've got the power. Dirt and dirt and dirt. Everybody dirt, dance dirt, now. Dirt. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
That's not right. Um, 